Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. الحمد لله رب العالمين الصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل الأقدة من لساني يفقه قولي الحمد لله الحمد لله الحمد لله today we have reached the finishing of the Quran the ختم القرآن today I'd like to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, first of all, to, who gave us this opportunity to witness this month of Ramadan and completed this task, at least listening to the Quran, the first 27 nights of the Ramadan. And then I'd like to thank Hafiz Saad, Ahmad, and Amjad for putting such a, it's a great effort to first to memorize the Quran and then to keep up with it to the point to recite in front of all. And uh, a lot of time we put, we give a lot of, uh, uh, we thank the Hufad, but we tend to forget the parents who have put so much effort behind it. And uh, I myself am aware of my, my sister, she has two hafaz of her own kids. And I know how much of a time it takes to have a hafiz in the house. And mashallah, they are not three brothers, they are six brothers. And five of them are already hafaz and the sixth one is on the way. Is that, is that correct? Mm-hmm. So uh, I'd like to thank and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect them all. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect the family who have raised, raised the kids who are hafiz al Quran. And mashallah, uh, they are not only the Hafiz al-Quran, but also they are on, the, on their way to become an alim also. All, at least the first three I'm aware of, that they are doing the coursework of an alim as well. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase their understanding of the deen. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala use them for its deen. This, is, this could be the, the best blessing one can have to be used by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his deen. I'd like to give them an advice to these young Hufad, mashallah, that uh, I have seen a trend and I would like them to understand that they should not, hopefully they're not the one who will be falling trapped with that kind of a trend, which is become a Hafiz and then become a doctor and think this is the best combination you can have. The best combination is to be a best Muslim. To be a doctor, to be an engineer, all those things can come if you like to go for these kind of things, but always remember the main thing is to be a good Muslim. And that is the, th- the key thing that we all should remember. And uh, I remind my own kids the very same thing, and I'm, uh, I'm reminding these, uh, these brothers, these, these young uh, uh, adults, the very same thing as my, I would say to my own kids. All those things, the dunya things, will come to your way, inshallah. But the main focus should be that we want to do, for sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we want to spend our life 
in the ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the key thing. Always remember that, inshallah. And I also like to make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, forget, forgive all of our, everybody who is present here, all the Muslimin, their previous sins because of the blessed month of Ramadan, as Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, That whosoever fasts in the month of Ramadan with, in the state of Iman and Ihtisab, that he is hoping the ajr from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive all his previous sins. And similar thing Allah Rasulullah has reminded us about the Laylatul Qadr. We hope that, that we have found or we will find the Laylatul Qadr in this month of Ramadan as well and have our sins forgiven by the blessing of the Laylatul Qadr by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In today's talk, Besides all this, inshallah, I'd like to just put some time about the importance of the Qur'an. As we have recited the Qur'an, and we understand that just the mere recitation of the Qur'an has a lot of hasanat. I don't want to undermine that. Because sometimes when we are trying to talk about the other importances of the Qur'an, we sometimes forget about there are, there are hasanat for mere recitation as well. As the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that man qara'a harfam min kitabillahi falahu bihi hasana wal hasanatu bi ashri amthaliha la aqulu alif la mim harfum walakin alif harf walam harf wa mim harf. The hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that whosoever recites a harf in the kitab of Allah for him there is a hasana and each hasana is equal to ten. Ten rewards you are getting. And it's not that alif, lam, meem is one half. Rather, within the alif, lam, meem, alif is one, lam is one, and meem is one. But you're getting 30 hasanat for only saying alif, lam, meem. And that's the 30 we're talking about in the regular time. In the month of Ramadan, you can multiply by as much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the best. 70 or more. And in Kitab al-Qan, a Suyuti actually talks about, just for calculation purposes, and inshallah you will know that I'm not talking about just counting hasanat here by reciting Qur'an. But a Suyuti says that Qur'an has about 1,027,000 letters. So reciting the Qur'an, multiplied by 10, it's about 10 million something. And if it's a month of Ramadan, you're talking about 700 million plus, oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is up to him how much hasanat he gives us. But the idea is not, the Qur'an was not revealed only for to be a hasanat counter or something. That we count the hasanat, we recite it, and we don't have any idea what the Qur'an is talking about. Qur'an was revealed for much, much more than that. And that was a miracle from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the people to recognize Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as the messenger. And in the, in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the challenge was there about if you think that this is Muhammad Sallallahu is making it up from his own or somebody else is helping him, you bring a book like that. And that, and that challenge was reduced to even 10 surahs. As Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Am 
If you think he is making this Quran up, okay, bring 10 surahs like that. Bring 10 surahs like that if you think that. They're not able to do that at that time. And this is the time we're talking about. The Arabs were famous for their language. That's the thing that they were proud of. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he reduced this challenge. If you think that, if you have any doubts, what, as, what is revealed to Muhammad, our Abd, our slave Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, bring a surah like that, one surah like that. Today it was recited, This is a surah. This is one chapter of the Quran. Allah is saying, go and make one like that. And, and, and prove it that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is not a messenger. Prove it that he's just making up stuff like that, that anybody can make it. Make one surah like that. And not only that, it says, And bring whoever you want. Except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you are the truthful one. And that challenge is still exists for 1400 years plus have gone since Rasulullah sallallahu brought this book. So this is a miraculous book. Number one thing to remember. This is a miraculous book that was revealed on Rasulullah sallallahu Is that difference between all the mu'ajizat that were revealed that the prophets brought with them, with the, with the mu'ajizah that Rasulullah brought. Because the mu'ajizah of Rasulullah is still alive. It's still among them, among us. All the miracles the prophets brought, they were they are gone with them. But there will be no more messenger after Rasulullah To Because to understand that this is the truth, the mu'ajizah still exists. This miracle still exists. So when we are reciting the surah, the, the Quran. Remember that what are we reciting here? What are we listening to? This is the word of the creator of the heavens and the earth. Such a big thing to listen to those words that we are able to listen. We are able to believe in that. We are able to pray for Allah Taala because of the very same word. So these the word that Allah Taala has revealed. It is not something light. We should not be taking it lightly. And there, hence, we should know, we must know, what this message is saying to us, what Allah Taala is addressing here. So, inshallah, try to talk about a little bit about what was the pur- what is the purpose of the Quran, what is the importance of it, and what should we go take along with us? At least a small, uh, uh, a, a small points. I will t- some few points. I will I will put it, put it out so we can take it with us, inshallah. As far as the purpose goes, Allah Azza wa Himself has given us the purpose of the Quran in the Quran. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in Surah Ibrahim, Alif Lam Ra, Kitabun Anzalnahu Ilayka Litukhrij Al-Nas Min Al-Dulumat Ila Al-Nur, Bi-Idn Rabbihim Ila Sirat Al-Aziz Al-Hamid. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is saying that we have revealed this book to you, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, for what? So you can take the mankind. So this will take the mankind. The Tukhrijan Nas. It's not saying take the Arabs out, take the Desis out, take the Africans or, or, or the Caucasians or this nation or that nation out of the Zulumat, out of the darkness, out of the deviation, out of all the ways except Islam, except Nur, one Nur which is Islam. It's talking about taking the mankind out of Zulumat. Ilan Nur. See Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses the plural 
for when it comes to the deviated path, dhulumat are many. But when it comes to a right path, there is only one right path. This is what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says: "Mina dhulumati ila nur." Nur is only one. The guide, the guidance is only one. The straight path is only one, which is Islam. Hence, we should always remember, especially the youth here, people like me who are all pretty old already. But the youth, they should always remember. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says. وَمَنْ يَبْتَغِي غَيْرَ الْإِسْلَامِ دِينًا فَلَنْ يُقْبَلَا مِنْهُ وَهُوَ فِي الْآخِرَةِ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ In front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no deen will be accepted. I am being very clear here. I don't want to leave some sort of doubt here. Oh, this one is also right. This one is also right path. And that one is also right path. Oh, this one is a little bit more right. No, no. In front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there is only one path. Only one deen that is acceptable. Which is Islam. No. Similarly, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Inna dina عند الله الإسلام." In front of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, there is only one deen that is accepted by Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, which is Al-Islam. No other deen is accepted by Allah Subhanahu wa Taala except Islam. When it comes to the Quran that we talk about, see, this is when I say it is a heavy message. First of all. And before we go into what, why am I saying this word? This is heavy. It is because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said so. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "لو أنزل القرآن على جبل لا رأيته خاشعا متصدعا من خشية الله." Subhanallah. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is saying, if this Quran was revealed on a mountain, the mountain would have been shaken because of. The heaviness because of the, the Quran, because the fear of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala also mentioned to Rasulullah Sallallahu Inna Sanulqi Alayka Qawlan Taqila that we are going to reveal the call which is heavy for you. There are different tafsir also about it that the impact on Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was heavy. He used to sweat. He used to if somebody was uh, uh, he was on uh, resting on somebody's thigh, he would think that his thigh is about to break. Or he would he would sweat in the winter time, but besides that, the other understanding about that is the word is heavy, because it is going to change the mankind. From that perspective, it is heavy. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala already have mentioned about that, and then Allah Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned about the very same book. That what is the weight of this? What this book does? What is this book is capable of? Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "In Allah, يرفعوا بهذا الكتاب أقواما ويدعوا بهاكرين." Allah Subhanahu wa Taala raises, indeed, Allah raises the, the 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 nations with this book, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala also degrade the people because of the very same book. The one who rejects, the one who do not follow, they will be degraded, and the one who take it and they, they accept it and they follow it, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala raises them. Whether individual we're talking about, or whether we talk about nations, Allah raise those people who take this book and not only they, they recite it, memorize it, but also apply in their lives and call others to apply in their lives as well. This is how this book has changed the mankind in the past, has is changing it today, and it will continue to change it, inshallah, until the day of judgment. Now, when we want to look at the Quran. Besides the heaviness of the message, we also must know 
that what is the message in this book that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is calling us for? What was the mission that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was sent with? And I'm going, you will see one thing. I am keep repeating the ayat of the Quran here. I don't want you to go out of this room, out of the masjid, with this understanding as if I am only talking about the Quran and besides the Quran, the hadith is not important or anything. Sunnah is part of the wahi from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sunnah is also important, like the Quran. It cannot be rejected. There is some sort of a trend is coming along these days to misguide the ummah, misguide the, especially targeting the youth this way, to, to think this way is not important to follow the sunnah. Or the hadith have some issues. Anybody have some questions about that? Let's talk about that. There is a whole science of the hadith that needs to be studied to understand how the hadiths were collected, how the Quran was even gathered. This is a separate subject to be discussed some other time. But when we are discussing, the only reason I'm talking about Quran here because the subject is Quran. Allah subhanahu wa says, when it's talking about the mission Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi he has sent his messenger Rasulullah with Huda, the guidance, and Deen al-Haq, the Deen of Truth, for a purpose. Not just go and t- tell the people we have a Deen of Haq, and if you like you take it, and just go home. No, there is a purpose with that. So this Deen that we are sent to you with, that becomes dominant, that prevails over all ways of life. That's the purpose Rasulullah was sent with. And the mushrikun will detest it. And by the way, anyone who is not following the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is committing a shirk. He is committing a shirk. Whether he is following atheism, whether he is following Christianity, Judaism, or Hinduism, or thisism, or thatism, if he is not following the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will be on the path of shirk. And all those people will not like it. That our deen, the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prevails. Then, when we talk about this, this purpose that the mission that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was sent with, and how heavy this message is, we should also remember the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That when we are taking this book, the Quran, as a guidance for us, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has referred this book as the book of guidance for us. The book of this is referred as Al-Furqan, the one who distinguishes the haq and the batil. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about the Quran that on the day of judgment, Al-Quranu hujjatun lak awalik. The Quran will be a hujjah, it will be a proof for you on the day of judgment for you or against you. We really, we made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment, this Qur'an will be a hujjah, a proof in our favor. And not in, against our favor. Now, we talked about that this is a heavy message. And by listening to me, you have probably, you can see that. It's not only heavy, it is talking about a huge change for the mankind. But at the same time, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made us the one to carry this book, to carry this message. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also tells us 
Allah does not make you responsible for something if He has not given us the capability. So we are given the capability to carry this message of Islam to the mankind. Don't keep this, uh, the, this blessing of carrying this message to the mankind to yourself. It's not the issue of only keeping it, because we will be questioned about that if we carry this message to the rest of the world or not. Second, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has also made this Qur'an easy for us. لَقَدْ الْقُرَانَ That we have made the Qur'an easy to understand and remember. Is there anyone who will remember? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah has made it easy for us. Don't think that it's going to be difficult. And the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu says, إِذَا تَقَرَّبَ الْعَبْدُ إِلَيَّ شِبْرًا تَقَرَّبْتُ إِلَيْهِ ذِرَاعًا وَإِذَا تَقَرَّبَ مِنِّي ذِرَاعًا تَقَرَّبْتُ مِنْهُ بَعَاءً Rasulullah sallallahu is saying that if a man, if a abd, he comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's a hadith Qudsi, Rasulullah is reporting about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when an abd, the slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, come to me, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by hand span, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala go by arm, hand length. And then if he goes hand length, then goes by the whole arm length. If he, if he walks towards me, I, I run towards him. So if we go, by, if, we, if we want to follow what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants in the book, if we want to understand what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants, Allah makes it easy on us. Now, <coughs> I understand that many of us, including myself, sometimes we have difficulty in recitation of the Quran. Okay? But even for the ones who are having the recitation problem in reciting the Quran, the hadith of Rasulullah says, الذي يقرأ القرآن وهو ماهر به مع الكرام البرارة. The hadith says that the, the, the one who is proficient in the recitation of the Quran will be with the honorable and obedient scribal angels. The, the one who is having difficulty in the recitation, Rasulullah said, he will get the ajran, he will get two other. For because of whatsoever reason, somebody is raised with so, uh, uh, in a place where the Arabic is not the first language. And now his makharij are all messed up. He tries. But there is a limit. For such, there are people who are not capable probably. Maybe he has a list. Forget about even born in a Desi family, raised with the Quran that they recite in the Urdu way. But the thing is, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, the one who tries, he is having difficulty for his the, the, the time that he's spending, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Wafurur Rahim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he gives, he forgives the mistakes the person is unintentionally has made. On top of it, for his hardship, he's getting the double of the hasana. Okay, now, <clears throat> after that, inshallah, some of the, the purpose and uh, the, the hardship that we can go through, I'd like to just put, to that, put out a couple of in the concluding remarks couple of things, inshallah, that we can take with us and remember for whenever we are reciting the Qur'an. And we should recite the Qur'an keeping those points in our minds, inshallah. Number one thing, whenever we are approaching the Qur'an, 
Remember that this is a book from Allah Taala, and this carries all the solutions for all our problems. Because Allah Taala said this. Allah Taala says, "وَنَزَلْنَا عَلَيْكَ عَلَيْكَ الْكِتَابَ تِبْيَانٌ لِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ وَهُدَانٌ وَرَحْمَةٌ وَبُشْرَةٌ لِلْمُسْلِمِينَ." That we reveal this book to you on you, and this book explains everything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that. I am not making it up to say that Quran carries all the answers. Allah is saying it gives all the answers. We have to go back and we have to dig more and more to find the answers that we are looking for. And do not take this book as thinking of this is a book to just gain some spirituality and get some spiritual high and probably turn off some lights when reciting the Quran and you will reach some uh, high spiritual levels or something. This was not the Quran was revealed for. This message had the impact on the people who were nobody in the world. These Arab, the people who were living in the Arabian Peninsula, Jazeeratul Arab, they were nobody at that time. The real people or the people that were concerned of people were, were the Romans and the Persians at that time. Arabs were literally were nothing. The thing that raised them when I said the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam about that the Quran, this book, raised the nation. That's what it's talking about. Look what happened. The very same people who were looked at us are the people who were in the jahiliyyah. We say the people who were in the dark ages. They became the the leaders of the world. The very same people because of following this book. They were up against two superpowers at the same time. They were not making excuses today. Fifty-five plus nations we are, but we are making excuses. No matter how many Muslim sisters get raped, how many Muslim brothers get killed, how many children become orphans, and not only Muslim, but all the mankind is suffering. And we have the message that can take the people out of the misery. See the very same message that made those Arabs as leaders of the mankind. We have the message. So read this book with with this consciousness. Don't read this book just okay. It's alif lam mim. It's thirty letters. I'm gonna count. I'm gonna write it down somewhere. Thirty hasanat in the month of Ramadan. Those thirty were seven hundred. Let me keep track of that. That that's not what the purpose of the Quran was. Yes, there is hasanat. I did. I said that it was already in the beginning. But this book changed the course of the history of the mankind. So let's read that book from that perspective. Read this book with understanding, with this purpose in it. That now, from now on, I have a goal. I have a goal, not for only for myself. I have the book, the Tukhrij al-Nasa min Dulumat al-Nur, the one that can take the mankind out of the darkness and the misery they are in into the Nur. So now they will know what is the purpose of their lives. You know, go to Chicago downtown. During the rush hours, really hurts to see hundreds of thousands of people are walking. It's like a sea of people because of pandemic. You don't see it now, but that's the way it was. Sea of people, and they have they have no idea how to worship Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. It hurts. It hurts to see that many people, and that that's a very small number. Looking at the rest of the world, we talk about billions of people. And most of them even have got the message in a distorted way. They look at Islam as something. These are just terrorist people. They're just blowing themselves up and on and on and on. 
We are the ones who have the message. Let's take this message to the mankind. We have to understand how to take this message to mankind. Third thing about the Quran. Whatever we are doing with the Quran, when we're trying to understand it, when we're trying to recite it, when we're trying to memorize it, trying to implement it, do it in a consistent manner. Don't be like a, the people who come out in the month of Ramadan and disappear after that for 11 months. This month should be the one that should be energizing us. Not the 11 months that we gather the energy to, so we can use all of that in the month of Ramadan and then forget about it for another month, 11 months. This is the one that should give us a push. Think of this way. That if we really <coughs> understand this message, this will really move. If, if that could have moved the shaken the mountains, which are much, much bigger than us. And if we understand that, then we really realize why Umar bin Khattab, who was about to kill Rasulullah when he was in the Jahiliyyah, on his way, but when he listens to the Quran, right away he's, he's a completely new Umar. He becomes Umar bin Khattab, he becomes Al Farooq, the very same one. On the other hand, Rasulullah made the dua for two Umarain to, 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 to enter into the fold of Islam, one of the two. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted dua for Umar bin Khattab. And the other one, who was Abu Hakam, becomes Abu Jahl. Because of rejecting Islam, rejecting the Quran. Same with Musa ibn Umair we see. Listen to few ayat, and he's a completely changed person. And there are many, many examples like that. Why this, these few ayat were enough for them to leave everything they had for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Because they understood what the message was about. So let's put some time so we can understand what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing. And <clears throat> the message for the Hafaz here and all of us here as well. Maybe it is difficult, it's very difficult to memorize the whole Quran. You know what? It's more difficult to retain it. It's not that easy to retain, right? You continuously have to do it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for you guys. And the rest of us who are Probably only dreaming about it in our lives. They want to do it. May Allah make it easy for us to not only memorize but to retain it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, That we have revealed this book in Arabic. So perhaps for, for, uh, uh, the Arabic, so, so that you may understand. So learn the language. There are many venues out there. Don't make excuses all the time. There are many venues, especially in the time and age of internet, and everything is going online. We can take all sorts of courses, learn the language, so we can understand what the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing us. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to conclude, I want to talk about, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made us the best ummah. Okay? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made us the best ummah. Let's reclaim this status. Kuntum khayra ummatin ukhrajar linnas. Ta'amiruna bil ma'roof wa tanhauna bil munkar. Wa tu'aminuna billah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, we have raised you. Indeed, you are the best nation raised for the mankind. But you do amar bil ma'roof. You enjoin the good. And you forbid the evil. And you believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when we hear what's happening in Palestine, we should not be the one closing our eyes and say, this is not my problem. 
those Zionist dogs, they're entering into the Masjid Al-Aqsa, our first Qibla, the place from where Rasulullah led the Salah to all the Prophets. They are entering into that Masjid and dishonoring our brothers and sisters over there. And we sit back and we just, have, nothing happens to us. There's a problem for us if nothing is happening. Then we should really realize why we are not considered as the best ummah today. Because we have left the job of enjoining the good and forbidding the evil. That is part of our work. Let's not think of it, enjoining the good is the only thing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala expects from us. No, Nahiyan al Muntar is attached to it. And by the way, I challenge everyone, go back and open any of the ahadith book, any of the books that talks about the subject of Ahmad al-Ma'ruf and Nahiyan al-Munkar, you will find most of the stuff is talking about how to prevent the munkar. You will really find very small section talking about enjoying the good. I'm not saying that we should not enjoy the good, because everybody knows that when you are following the deen of Allah, you have to enjoy the good. But when it comes to this section, it talks especially about how to stop the munkar. What is our role to stop the munkar? We cannot be the one who are silent watchers. It is an obligation Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed on us. As Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, وَالَّذِي نَفْسِي بِيَّدِي لَتَأْمُرُنَّ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَلَتَنَحُنَّ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ أَوْ لَيُوشِكَنَّ اللَّهُ عَنِ يَبْعَثَ عَلَيْكُمْ يَقَابًا مِنْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that by, by, by whom in his hand my soul is you enjoin the good or forbid the evil, or Allah will descend His punishment. Allah will descend His punishment if you're not doing the job. And you will make dua, and your dua will not be accepted. So let's not be the one who just make dua all the time. Yes, dua has a very important role in our life. Because we hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We do the tawakkal in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We put all trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is the one in Allah ala kulli shayin qadeer. He has the, the, the power over everything. He had the power before Rasulullah came and after Rasulullah came and until today and until the day of judgment. But Rasulullah, the, 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 the best of the creation, he had to do the amal maruf and munkar. The people he left after him, the best generation of Sahaba, they had to do Amr bil Ma'ruf and Munkar. You cannot just think of it that I am become good, if I become good, that's sufficient enough. No, we have to take the Islam as a whole package. So we are the best nation Allah has created. It is, it is an interesting thing. Rasulullah said, man So let's not be the best nation. Let's try to be the best among the best. Who are the best among us? The one who learn the Quran and teach the Quran. And whenever in Islam, in the hadith, it is mentioned about recitation of the Quran, it never meant only recitation. Recitation includes understanding and implementing in our lives. It has to be implemented. This book is not just for recitation. And it has to be recited so we understand more and more. And subhanAllah, today when the, the brothers, which one was uh, Ahmad was finishing? Oh, I cannot recognize. The one who's finishing. Sa'ad. So Sa'ad, when he was finishing, if you pay attention, whenever we finish the taraweeh, 
The last two rakah, they don't finish at Surah Nas. They always go back to Alif Lam Mim Zalik Al Kitab Why? Because there's never an end for the recitation of the Quran. We don't want to give this message, we are done. Rather, we are starting again. And this is why it is called Quran, the book that has to be recited over and over. And you will see, brothers and the sisters who will be listening, that you will be surprised every time you read the Quran, the very same ayat will be giving you many different meanings. It depends on the state of mind and what you are looking for. Whenever you are looking for something, you will find it in the Quran. But let's not limit our understanding of the Quran as it only tells us that it should be recited in the masajid for the salah, or when somebody dies, or when somebody is getting the aqad nikah done, or somebody has born. Rather, it is giving us a comprehensive way of life. And when we look at this book from that angle, we will find the solution for our life. But we have to look for it. And I know we are running out of time, and this is the last thing I'm going to give one example, which I have given here, some of the brothers have listened many times. But there are some new faces, that's why I'm repeating the example. And I, I find it very useful for the brothers. Look, example is very simple. I had an accident. Okay, it's a real life story. I had an accident. I had to take my car to get it fixed. And the guy who hit me, he told me, I was told, go to this store which is by my house and you can get the car fixed. Or get the estimate, sorry. I said, what's the address? Address was on the street where I almost, where pretty much I live. And I pass by daily, on daily basis. I've been living there for 14, 15 years. And he's telling me, this is a store. I said, I don't, there's no store over there about like this. He said, no, there's a store there. And I, I, the address he gave me, now we put the GPS, I went there, the store was there. Because I never needed that store, I passed by every time, I never saw it. Okay? And now I needed it, now I see it. I even passed by, I don't need to go there, I remember there's a store right there. Same thing goes for the Quran as well. If we look at the Quran as the book of guidance for everything, then we will find a solution. But if we look for it as only a source for my spirituality, then that's all we're going to find. We will read all the Quran, we will not find the Quran, gives us a ruling system, gives us a social system, gives us a judicial system, gives us a comprehensive way of life, besides how to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in, uh, 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 directly to Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us a way to worship in all the aspects of life. And this is what we're going to find in the Quran. And that's what we would like, inshallah, to learn from the Qur'an. And inshallah, the Qur'an will become the hujjah on the day of judgment in our favor. Not the one that becomes, there's going to be a witness against us on the day of judgment. As the hadith says, Al-Qur'an hujjatun lak Qur'an is the hujjah for you or against you. Choice is left on us. Do we want it to be in our favor or in against us? As I said, we make God Allah and make it. In our favor on the day of Jamal. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe. Share and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.